But um, this morning we're going to talk about serving. And serving is just a part of a believer's life, right? Jesus, he's our model, and we look to him on how we're supposed to live our life as believers. And so there's a couple of people, as I was preparing for the message, um, that, I, that comes to mind. And one is, she's a well-known person, but her name's Heidi Baker. And I look at her as like the Mother Teresa of more of the charismatic movement. And uh, her and her husband, it's just been incredible what they have done. But most recently, they are in Mozambique, and they have a ministry, and they've um, helped start over 2,000 churches in that area. They literally go into the slums, and they care for the poor. They care for the orphans. They equip um, men and women to go start churches, and she just has the craziest stories. And I just, I love, I've heard her speak in person before, and I listen to her messages online, and just like she oozes the Father's love. She serves from love. She serves from what he's deposited inside of her, and then she goes out. And like her boldness and her courage and just like how God has um, supplied their ministry and all of their needs is such a testimony as well. Um, and then also I think of my grandparents and my parents. Like I grew up watching family serve. Uh, it was whether it was in our community or watching my grandparents, they served in the church and having people over and caring for those who are going through hard times. And so I think as families, it's so important to model that um, so that our kids see like, this is just what we do. This is, and then you bring your kids in to get involved with it. And it's so much fun to serve as a family. Um, one of Heidi Baker's quotes, she says, to be a son or daughter of God also means you are royalty. This is the greatest of privileges, but it's also an awesome responsibility. If you are truly thankful to God and want to please him with all your heart, you must do more than just recognize your own authority. You must use it. He asks you to give love as freely as you have received it, not just to those who deserve it, but also to everyone he puts in front of you. So ministry is simply about loving the person in front of you. It's not that complicated, but I think sometimes we tend to make it complicated. Um, so I talked about how Jesus is our model for everything, right? And so we're going to just kind of look at his life and just see what did it look like when he had his ministry here on earth. And it says in Mark 10:45, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others, and to give life as a ransom to many. And so the greatest act of service that Jesus did was what? Yes, the cross, right? He laid down his life from us so that we could spend eternity with him and so that we could be free from sin. And then while we're here on earth, we actually get to walk in freedom. All those chains that hold us back, those bad mindsets that don't align with him, like he went to the cross for that, right? And then he gave us the Holy Spirit to empower us. So we're not doing this alone. Like he has given us everything we need um, to what he's called us to. And each season looks so differently. So during Jesus' ministry, he healed the sick. He forgave people. He gave hope to the hopeless. He fed the poor. He even washed people's feet. He fed the thousands. He raised the dead, performed miracles. He wept with those who were mourning. He ministered to the outcasts. He discipled people, and he shared the gospel message. And we're all called to do those things. And each season of life, it shifts, and it, and it's, and it varies. 
So we can see in Jesus' ministry that he served from identity as a son to the king of kings, not for identity. And I think that's really, really important as believers. He served others from love, not duty or inconvenience, and he was submitted under the Father's authority. John 5, 19 says this, I tell you the truth, and this is Jesus talking, the Son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the Father doing, and whatever the Father does, the Son also does. And so when I was early in my walk with Jesus, um, I did things for identity. I, I had my little checkbox of what I thought a good Christian should do. And so I said yes to everything, and I overcommitted, and I burnt out. And that's not how he wants us to serve people or the church. We serve, like I said, from identity. You are already enough just the way you are. Serving others is not going to change the way that God sees you. And so we have to remember that because it's a, I think it's a real easy thing to fall into um, because you're excited, you want to serve, you want to give back, but sometimes we can be doing it with the wrong motive. So God has created each of us uniquely and has given each of us different gifts to use for his glory to serve others. God has given us the Holy Spirit and the word of God to equip us to serve. And when we use our gifts, it's a form of worship to God. So God wants us to, to do more in our lives than what Jesus did in his ministry. Do you guys ever think about that? So it kind of blows my mind a little bit. Like <laughs> all the amazing things that Jesus did and he's like, oh, but I want you to do more. John 14, 12 through 14 tells us this. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it. And the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it you hear the words that are coming out of my mouth, right? Like, <laughs> meditate on that. Like, what could your life look like if we actually applied faith to those scriptures? Right? So this is, an, sorry, I just really love Heidi Baker, another Heidi Baker quote. It says, God is not about using the mighty, but the willing. He's not into using amazing people, just ones who are prepared to lay their lives down to him. God is not looking for extraordinary exceptionally gifted people just laid down lovers of Jesus who will carry his glory with transparency and not take it for themselves. So it's just that, it's that surrender, you guys, and it's just obeying. If you have a personal relationship with God, you hear his voice. He's so good to lead and to guide us in, in every season of our life. Um, okay, so this chunk of scripture just really spoke to my heart as I was preparing for this message. So as I'm reading, I just want you just to like absorb all of it. And I love emotions and heart connection. So I'm reading it out of the Passion Translation. So it's Romans 12 and I'm going to start at verse 9. Let the inner movement of your heart always be to love one another and never play the role of an actor wearing a mask. Despise evil and embrace everything that is good and virtuous. Be devoted to tenderly loving your fellow believers as members of one family. Try to outdo yourself in respect and honor to one another. Be enthusiastic to serve the Lord, keeping your passion toward him boiling hot. Radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit 
and let him fill you with excitement as you serve him. Let this hope burst forth within you, releasing a continual joy. Don't give up in time of trouble, but commune with God at all times. Take a constant interest in the needs of God's beloved people and respond by helping them. And eagerly welcome people as guests into your home. Speak blessing, not cursing, over those who reject and persecute you. Celebrate with those who celebrate and weep with those who grieve. Live happily together in a spirit of harmony and be as mindful of another's worth as you are your own. Don't live with a lofty mindset, thinking you are too important to serve others, but be willing to do menial tasks and identify with those who are humble-minded. Don't be smug or even think for a moment that you know it all. Never hold a grudge or try to get even, but plan your life around the noblest way to benefit others. Do your best to live as everybody's friend. Isn't that so good? It just encompasses just this heart and lifestyle that God is calling us to. And so, again, that was Romans um, 12, 9 through 16 or 17. So I just would encourage you to write that down. And this week, just go back and meditate on those scriptures. Just let it fill your heart and your mind. Uh, I just, I keep reading it over and over again. It's just I just love it. So when we spend time with God, he fills us with everything we need to step out and to serve. It's important that we spend time asking him what he's calling us to do in each season of our life. We don't serve to earn our salvation. We don't serve to gain our identity. We serve from the overflow and because God has called us to. So what comes natural for you? I think sometimes it's like, oh, I know I'm supposed to serve, but what, a, what is God calling me to do? So a lot of times, things that come natural or that you're passionate about, like those are gifts that God has given you. So these are, um, do you enjoy hosting, cooking, or baking? You might have the gift of hospitality. Do you enjoy helping people or getting them connected? Do you love teaching others about the word of God? Do you have a heart for kids? Uh, does organization come easy for you? Are you creative? Do you have a heart for prayer and intercession? Are you good at fixing things? As you're thinking of this, I'm going to guess that probably one or two of those things was like, yep, I like that. I love doing that. Those are gifts that God has given you. So every believer has spiritual gifts. Do you all believe that? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> spiritual gifts need to be used do you believe that too okay so Romans 12 6 says let us use them the gifts is what they're talking about the Bible encourages the believers to be faithful to the gifts God has given them and Peter also wrote about using the gifts God has given God has given gifts to each of you from his great variety of spiritual gifts manage them well so that God's generosity can flow through you that's first Peter 4 10 our gifts are essential to the smooth functioning of the body. And 1 Corinthians 12, 18 says this, But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. And so he's purposefully given us each different gifts so that when we come together, we get to experience that fullness of the body working with one another. 
and the gifts are for the benefit of others. 1 Corinthians 12, 7, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. And then every believer has at least one spiritual gift, and God has given gifts to each of you from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Manage them well so that God's generosity can flow through you. That's 1 Peter 4, 10 again. So there is a place for everyone in the body. If you're unsure of what your gifts are, there's lots of great resources online where you can take spiritual gifts tests. And then also in our next step classes, we help you identify those. And also Jeff and Tasha or any of the leadership people here at church would be great resources um, if you're still kind of unsure on how, how God has designed you. Um, just to give you a little background, I, so when I, I came to know the Lord at nine, and then I remember serving in the nursery when I was probably like a junior high or through high school. So I just really liked little kids. And then in college, I got plugged into a local church, and I would take care of the kids while moms would meet um, and do their Bible study. I had a gap in my class schedule, so I served in that capacity. And then I've shared this story before, but when Josh and I were first married, um, we hadn't gotten plugged into the church yet that we were attending, and we got into an argument at a table because I needed to get plugged in. And I'm like, pick something. Who do you know? Like, I need people. So it had been a year. And so um, we got plugged in. We were at um, the Lake Community for a really long time and served in many different capacities there um, with greeting. Uh, when our kids were really little, we served in the nursery. We taught Sunday school. We were on the Connect team. We hosted Bible studies. Um, when our kids were really little, we did um, home groups. And so we had multiple families come in. We would provide daycare so that the parents could meet or we would take turns who's with the kids, who's with the adults. And so each season of our life, it just looks differently. And God is so faithful to meet us in those moments. And sometimes there are seasons where we're called to just serve our family, and that's okay. Or if we're going through a hard time, there's that season of rest and healing. And so I don't want you to hear me saying, you must serve all the time, right? That's where we get to practice being with the Holy Spirit where he leads and guides us. But I will say in some of my hardest times, um, giving back to others really brought joy in my life when I was grieving and mourning. And so there's a fine line. You have to know when it's time to get back up again because we can't stay on the couch forever, if that makes sense. Um, so I just want to encourage you to just seek the Lord and ask God, like, where are you calling if you're a single person, where are you calling me to serve? Or if you have a family, God, how do you want to use my family? Because I, I can see all of you, and I know that you all have really unique gifts that the body needs. And um, it just, you really come alive when you get where God wants you to be. And it just brings you so much joy, and you grow in the gifts. Like, gifts need to be used so that we can grow in them. And then God continues to stretch us, and he gives us more. Um, and so I, my kids probably just, they get really sick of my little one-liners at home, but I use a lot. Um, teamwork is a dream work. And then another one is we are training for reigning in life. And that's just like serving, you know, doing house stuff or getting along with one another. I'm like, this is training for reigning, boys. Right, Logan? He just rolls his eyes at me. Um, so this... One more Heidi Baker quote for you. God has predestined every single one of us for fruitfulness, 
We need to be familiar with a place of divine intimacy in which we are so consumed by the Holy Spirit that we will nurture and protect the seed he places in us. We need to fearlessly step out and activate his promises. It is intimacy that gives us the grace and strength that we need to push through suffering, pain, and inconvenience. So when we do serve others, it can be an inconvenience. And so that's that part of being so in tune with the Holy Spirit, loving the person that God has placed in front of you. There's always opportunities to serve others, but there's also opportunities to serve within the local church. When we all can do our part, it just makes for much lighter work. Um, I was looking at, I believe it's called Pew, Pew Search, or they do a lot of statistics within the church. Pew Research, I think it's called. And um, in like the evangelical church, only 40% of people that attend serve. So I think sometimes we're not aware of it can end up being the same people constantly being the ones serving. And so this is an opportunity for you, again, ask Holy Spirit and see where he wants to get you plugged in if you're not already. And then I loved this line. This is not a Heidi Baker quote, promise. But there are no ungifted believers. And so oftentimes um, the biggest battle can be in our minds, and we need to stop that because <laughs> God has given you a gift and I'm going to say plural, gifts, and he wants you to use you. So it's that battlefield of the mind. Don't discredit yourself. It's okay if you don't have any experience. How are you going to get better at something or step out if you don't do it? So that's all I have for you. However, I have some people that are going to come up that are currently serving in the church, and they're going to share um, why they feel called to serve in their different areas. So if I can get Johnny Crone and Tammy, and Paul, and Josh is going to get Rebecca and Shane to come up front. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I saw you walking, so I didn't. And Natil. But, uh, yes. So, Paul serves on the worship team and also ushering? Well, or the, the connect? The, the B groups. Group. Right. Yeah, so I've got several Okay, I'll let you go, and then okay. Rebecca comes. She's going to Well, wonderful. Uh, there were several points that you made, Kelsey, that I'd like to point out. One is learning to serve starts at home. I learned to care and to share because I saw my mother and father doing it to me. But another thing that I learned early on, I'm not very good at it. I failed. Sometimes I'm selfish. Sometimes I don't care about anything but me. And that's when they told me, Jesus loves you, and he will build you up. He will cause you to want to be a server. And so I learned that, the, that my home was a place to learn to serve. I learned that the kingdom of God was a place to serve and that there's a world that needs to be served, and I learned it by learning what caring and sharing is. But not only do I serve here in several capacities, music, because I have a passion for music. Uh, I also get to serve in a as a home group leader. But here recently in the last two years, my friend Stan and I, we get to go minister in nursing homes. Uh, just yesterday, I believe it was, we got to meet a 104-year-old woman 
that she has asked us to not only write her a song for her family, but also to sing for her on her birthday. I believe that's in April sometime. She'll be 105. She still had a passion for Jesus. It's amazing. So we learn to care and to share. We can take it from our home, we can take it to our church, and we can take it to the world. So good. Thanks, Paul. And Paul is actually a very talented you play guitar. Like, you just flow. It's, I love when he just gets caught up in the Holy Spirit and just jams out. It's so anointed. So that's a gift that God has given you. And I'll have you go next, Rebecca. And Rebecca is actually currently serving in the nursery today. Don't worry. There is somebody with your children. There's a lot of them, actually. <laughs> All right, well, yes, so I usually serve in the nursery, and um, right now we're blowing bubbles, and there's a lot of laughter and excitement back there. So I was just going to share a little bit about how um, I've been here five years in March now. It's kind of wild. That's gone super fast. Um, when we serve, uh, it's, there's usually just an experience that we get to have, whether it is seeing a child get to experience the goodness of God through joy and laughter, or just something that you are personally, like the Lord is just showing you. And so I was just going to share a little bit about serving. And honestly, this past year has been like really hard. And I know I'm not the only one that's had a really hard year. And the idea of serving has honestly felt overwhelming. And it's not that there's anything wrong going on at church. It's just like, if I barely have anything to give at home, how can I possibly have enough to give outside of home? And so I don't know if any of you guys can identify feeling that way. The idea of serving at church right now can be overwhelming. And I just want to speak to that specifically. Um, let's see here. I wrote down a couple little notes. Um, we'll see if he lets you. Oh, maybe. No, never mind. <laughs> I couldn't leave it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, that's great. So basically, it's just while it's great to have that balance of like rest and vacation, there's also like this really great experience that we can have with the Lord when He meets us in our weariness of serving. And I've gotten to see that plenty of times, and it is so wonderful. And, I mean, I've experienced it here where I can feel like, man, I don't feel like being in the nursery right now. He clings to me all the time. My other one's just decided. He's like, no, I need you all the time, too. And it's just like, wow, how am I going to be very gracious and patient with all the other children if I'm barely feeling it with mine? And it's awesome because God totally meets, meets me where I'm at in there. And we have a really great time. And, like, right now we just did our lesson. We're doing bubbles. And it's just relaxing and fun. And I've seen I used to be with the big kids, too. And it's just it's so cool how the Lord will deposit. Like, Holy Spirit will bring up scripture. He'll bring up memories while you're serving them. And it, it totally meets the kids where they're at. And so I got to see that a lot more with the big kids. And it's just been really sweet. Totally encourage you guys to get plugged in wherever you feel led to get plugged in or try it out. Um, trying to think if that was it. Um, yeah, I've also experienced rejuvenation through serving, joy, and great encounters with the Lord. So if you're feeling tired, burned out, serving can also be an like unexpected way where you're rejuvenated. So. That's all. Thank you. Thanks, Rebecca. We'll have Johnny and Shane go next. Well, John, you can. Okay. 
Okay. I didn't know if you're gonna like if you had questions or you said that you were okay. Yeah. Um <laughs> so I had just a few thoughts of like like I thought about like David when he goes to uh help his brothers or bring him food at the battle and he sees Goliath and he's like everyone was afraid of him, but he David just like knew who he was in God. And it was like, he didn't, like, he didn't even think twice. Like, here's this need or this, you can put whatever scenario you want as Goliath. And everybody else was afraid of it, but David knew that it was in God's power and he needed to defeat him. So if, if there's something that seems like a Goliath, in your life, like, oh, I could never get up and do announcements. I'm too afraid to greet people at the door. I'm, I'm, you know, whatever those things are in your life, that by knowing who we are in Christ, that's enough, and we can overcome those Goliaths. God is greater. Yeah. And then the other thing is sometimes I've, there's two ways we conserve out of our ourselves. One is, it's a passion that God has given you. So music is like our passion. his, well, so it's not my passion. So, you do it good. so then, so in my life, it comes out of obedience. So there's two ways that we, we can flow out of this passion that God has given us, or we can make a choice to obey and serve out of a place where it, it maybe comes easy, it may be, but it's not our, given the choice, I wouldn't be up here doing this, right? I wouldn't, you know, you, and there again, you can put whatever that situation is in your life where it's like, that's not, I don't love to do that. I don't, that's not my passion. But there's a need, and I feel like I'm called to do it. So I need to obey. And, and so there's, like, and I think we probably need to have both in our lives. Yep. So, like, you need to flow out of those places where God has given you the passion. And if you don't know where that is, like, really seek his face and, like, you know, figure that out. But also there's a part where we just got to say yes and we just got to believe that God will equip you and give you, you know, the strength and when we're weary uh, like Rebecca said. So. Well, you know, when we're weak, we are strong in Christ. And I, and, and I love what you just said because sometimes you have to step out to find out what God's really doing. Yeah. Yeah, we can't see you, buddy. Not very tall. This is my son, Shane, and he's 11. Why do you serve and the media and worship arts team, buddy? I guess, well, I guess I really like playing my guitar, I guess. And uh, the day I got it for my birthday, about, what, maybe two years ago? Somewhere around, I, I don't remember. It just, I don't know. It just 
like it just it looked like something that I wanted to try, right? And so I I had a couple maybe like a couple months of experience before I joined here, but I guess maybe um it's just it just gives me like more like how do I say it? like it gives me like just more time to be able to just play, right? Play for the Lord, right? So I I joined just, you know, just to give back, right? And so yeah, it just it's fun. I and I guess and then I joined media because I don't know, just it, it just came easy for me, so it just seemed like something I could do also for the Lord to give back for the talents that He gave me to do it, right? So, yeah. Oh, be still my heart. <laughs> uh, okay, Natil, you want to share where you, what area you serve? Yeah. Um, so, I first came to Spirit Life Church, it would have been. Um, I think it was three years ago on my birthday, and I remember looking around, and I, I had felt this way kind of before going into churches, is like I had this like yearning or like almost like a jealousy, like, wow, that person gets to do this, and wow, that person is really good at this, that person is really good at this. Um, so I grew up not in church, but with a very broken life and always wanting to be a part of something, um, but I chose the wrong things to be a part of in order to gain acceptance, um, and it wasn't for the Lord, um, so I wanted to gain acceptance in a certain, you know, group group of people that probably weren't making the best choices, so I always wanted to be accepted and, you know, do things for this type of group, um, so then when I came to Spirit Life, I started serving in different areas, and I was so honored that I felt like, like, really? Like, I, I have a gift that I can give back? Um, so I felt really honored to even be asked to serve what I did first as the nursery. Um, and then there's a very good point that goes with that is that I had to be honest that when I was serving in the nursery, I was doing it for quite a while, but I only am able to come to church three times a month, um, if that, because I have to work one Sunday a month, and it was really important for me to actually be in church, and I realized when I was in the nursery, like, this isn't my jam, and so I had to be honest with the team and say, like, you know what, this isn't actually the area that I want to serve in, um, and I, that was very, it was received very well, and it was like, well, let's find a different area. So my area became greeting and hospitality, and Lord knows I love to talk and hug and greet people. And so serving on the hospitality team, I was like, I found my jam. I didn't want to spend an hour and a half with children who I was trying to gain a break from for an hour once a week, but instead I get to greet and hug all the people that I consider my family in this church. <laughs> um, I'm Tammy Hagstrom, and I serve with the Teal as a greeter and on the hospitality team. And um, one time I heard this statement, um, you can serve without love, but you can't love without serving. And so for me, it's an outpouring of, um, it's not really a necessarily serving is a calling, but more of a command from the, the Lord to love one another and serving is one way we can do that. Um, and I look at larger churches, kind of to elaborate a little bit, kind of where John was going with this. Larger churches oftentimes will have people who have the passions and the gifts to fill in for all the needs. Um, and what I love about our small church here is that when there are needs, um, we might have to 
we might be called in to step into those needs, whether we have that passion or, um, as Natil said, she stepped into the nursery because there was a need, and eventually she found her way as a greeter. But sometimes we God calls us into um, uncomfortable areas, but that's where we actually grow is when we are stretched that way. So we're not serving to um, fulfill our own needs. We're serving to glorify God. Thanks, guys. That was awesome. Give them a round of applause. So I'm just going to wrap up our time in prayer, but if you are feeling compelled to serve, there's um, places you can sign up in the back. There'll be people back there um, in some of the different departments. So, Father God, I thank you that you have equipped us each so uniquely. And God, I thank you that you were intentional with that and that you want us to use our gifts. And so, God, I just pray right now that you would even speak to our hearts about areas that you'd like us to serve in here in the church, also within our families and within our community. God, I thank you that we serve you from a place of sonship, God, that we are your children, we're sons and daughters, and that your love for us is, is so consistent, it doesn't waver. And so, God, I pray right now that you would fill us with your love and your grace. God, that you would gird us, that you would strengthen us. And, God, I release boldness and courage over each person here today and that we would take that first step. And, God, I thank you that you're with us in it. We're never alone. And, um, God, um, I just thank you for Spirit Life Church, and I thank you for all that you're doing within this. And, God, you know the needs of um, our church and where there's some gaps. And so, God, I pray that that those places would be filled. God, we just call it, we call it forth in advance. God, we, um, we just come surrender to you, God. We lay down any uh, agenda or ideas. And God, I just pray that you would help us to love the one that you've placed in front of us. In Jesus' name, amen.